0: Hey guys, I'm Garrett.
1: And I'm Jason, and welcome to the Small Town Pilgrims Podcast.
0: John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So, get ready for the truth. Hey
1: everybody, welcome to Small Town Pilgrims Episode 7. I am Jason and i'm garrett and uh, we gonna get this party started right if you know what i'm saying um what are you saying i don't know what i'm saying
0: uh so <laughs> so how'd your week go so far so far so far. uh it's okay it's okay yeah that's a lie uh that's
1: all I, I have to say about that all i got to say about that um i've got i I got to spend the day with jesse again (laughs) jesse yeah (laughs) jesse we uh we went to the church and finished cleaning up that back part then we uh
0: i was wondering when you was going to text me to come help
1: then we mowed and then we went inside and disinfected see the problem is like you're available in the afternoon he's not available in the afternoon yeah. So, but he's got that trailer, so I knew we could load up all the stuff and I was like, "Well, while we're here, there's no need to waste more gas to come back again. Let's just yeah. disinfect." So we disinfected everything. So we'll be ready to go on Sunday. Sweet. And so, yeah, that's a good thing. Um, so uh sad news, Monday. Um Monday old, always comes. It does. Old Todd White, um he uh kind of backtracked. I would say a lot, a lot. He backtracked. Um, uh, seems like I don't know. Just watching it, you know, it seemed to me that he was back to his old self. You remember how I told you that you know I used yeah you know, couldn't stand the way he was because he was always so self-absorbed, back yeah. that kind of thing. Well, he had gone back to that. Seemed like he was playing to his base, trying to get a, a shout out of them, you know, by saying that they, uh, you know, kind of trashing our side, really. Uh, trashed American yeah. gospel guys, said that they they never reached out to him for comment on their movie before they made it. Well, they put on Facebook the emails <laughs> where they were talking to his, the guy who handles him, publicist. The guy said, Todd said he can't make it and they're like okay well here's our cell phone number if anything changes please tell us and but you know they you know they tried and he re- he yeah. refused to talk to him but you know he's trying to make them out to be uh, liars he basically said that they were going to they were going to go to hell for hatred and murder right the whole movie wasn't about him he that's was that's what
0: he claimed though
1: yeah he claimed that he was featured in that movie and he yeah, should, it
0: wasn't all about him,
1: but it wasn't all about him. It, you know, it, it was about that whole movement, you know, the movement we came out of, we know what it is. So we just pray that this is a progressive work that God is, is drawing him and that he is going to repent fully. Um, but if not God is sovereign, whatever God has planned is going to be the best, the best thing for anybody anyway. So, um, but it, it was disappointing to see him, act like he did you know yeah and you could tell the difference like his demeanor the first video with the repentance Mm -hmm. tearful you know really into what he was saying well then he starts preaching this and he basically gave a gospel plus message after he had trashed everybody who was on our side basically then he gave a gospel plus message tried fake tears and never would come but he was sure getting hollers from his crowd so
0: yeah, it sounded a little different, too, out there in the crowd.
1: Yeah, they're a little bit more vocal. I think he's – I don't know if, if, if Benny and Kenny got a hold of him or what. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know what happened. But, hey, guess what? Uh, we know where we stand. We know what we believe. And we just pray that God would open his heart and his eyes, too, so. I mean we had to come out of it so but on to what we came here to do reviewing romans romans 6 uh, 12 through 14. um i'll go ahead and read it we can kind of dig in i think we're going to spend a little bit more time probably in this first portion and then i did in my sermon you'll see what i'm talking about i think but i think uh i kind of had some thoughts and i think you'll kind of want to go with me on this little journey we're going to take so um, now hear the infallible word of God. Romans six twelve through 14 says, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law but under grace, and we pray that God sanctifies us all by his truth, his word is truth, and we thank him so much for blessing us with this revelation that he has uh, we pray that everybody would be blessed by it so uh this is this is about sanctification I mean th- this is a a uh you know a, a verse where Paul's you know, he goes from that verse 11 where he tells us what we need to do, consider ourselves dead to sin, you know, along with Christ and uh, alive to God. And, and now he's telling us, giving us some action steps. I even named my sermon action steps because you know how much I like action steps. Yeah. Um, but sanctification, okay, especially coming out of what we've come out of in our past, I think can be the most confusing uh, one of the most confusing things that we have to learn in our Christian walk. Would you would you agree with that?
0: By confusing, what do you mean?
1: Uh, there's so many different people that call it so many different things. You know, oh, <laughs> so confusing yeah. <laughs> to try and figure out what to call it. You know, what is it? You know, kind of thing. right. So, starting from you know where my history, um. You know I come out of the assemblies of God, church of god style, but before that I was in the holiness movement, you know as a kid, kind of yeah. similar I think to what you were in I think you were more along the lines of a almost like a oneness u p c right isn't that kind of yeah 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 so but they there was a a phrase and you've heard it um saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy ghost right yeah that was that was the the big terminologies um and what they did in doing that what they was saved and then there was a a a moment of sanctification it was a it was a one-time thing that happens right and then it was filled with the holy ghost because if you don't speak in tongues you ain't saved um that's what it says right (laughs) no (laughs) uh but you know i think them making it that single work and making it something separate from you know you're saved and then you have to be sanctified and then you have to be filled with the Holy ghost kind of thing. I think that that really confuses it for that entire, uh, you know, I guess, um, charismatic ish. I would almost call it like a fundamental charismatic Pentecostal style church. You know what I mean? Especially like the church of God. That's kind of what it is. They're old fashioned. Uh, but, mainly it's about the charismatic gifts, you know, uh, but then, you know, you also start thinking about, uh, sanctification as, um, a work working to please God, you know, I think we've heard it it, that way too. You gotta, you gotta do all these works. You gotta do these certain things in order to please God. Um, which almost takes it out of the realm of sanctification and kind of puts it over in the, in almost a justification, side you know what i mean yeah because god ain't happy unless you do it a certain way
0: <laughs> and then another way is uh you know to let
1: go and let god you know what i mean you just gotta let go and
0: let god
1: okay and that, that's the, that's the group of people that don't want us to engage our minds and our study in the sanctification process. It's all about the, the gifts, the gifts, the gifts, the gifts, the gifts, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the one that I wanted us to kind of maybe dig into just a little bit, I didn't really dig into it as much in my sermon, but as I, you know, thought on it and prayed on it and, and, you know, kind of thought about what we need to kind of focus on here is just kind of what does hyper grace say about sanctification? I started thinking about it. How many sermons on sanctification do you remember hearing when we were stuck in the hyper-grace movement? <clears throat> Zero. Exactly. None. There were no... There was... I don't... brother. I don't even remember it being mentioned. Do you? No, I don't. Um, I don't... And I'm try I've tried thinking to myself, what is the, what was sanctification? We were stuck in that hyper grace, that antinomian. You can do whatever you want because you're under the under grace.
0: You know, To Be honest with you, I didn't even know what it was. Yeah, it was just never talked about.
1: Never talked about during high, and when we were in hyper grace. It wasn't talked about. Mm-hmm. Therefore, um, you know, it's almost like you're just you're just a well i mean justification was never even preached really it was uh you know pray the prayer boom you're accepted everything's good you're perfect you're good forever you're perfect you're equal to god you're basically little gods um you can do whatever you want because god is not gonna uh not going to hold you to any standard because man gee it's all about grace it's all about grace and love
0: and then i don't even know if there was uh a hell (laughs) yeah
1: yeah um and that's (laughs) maybe that's a that maybe that's a podcast episode one day how about that we talked about (laughs) the last sermon that was preached in the previous regime where it was said that uh, maybe there's a hell maybe there's not i don't know well guess what buddy Christ preached it. Paul yep. preached it. Peter preached it. They all preached it. It's a reality. There's a lake of fire. It's mentioned in revelation. Yeah. There's a hell. Yeah. there he is. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's figure this out. How do we not go there? That's what <laughs> right. I want to know. How, how do I not become part of the wrath of God for all eternity? That's what I want to know.
0: <laughs> right.
1: So, you know, I think, the misunderstanding about sanctification makes us not makes a lot of people not want to learn about it. Not want to even think about the word. You know what I mean? Because it, it's so misused. It's so wrongly used that we need to understand what it is. Yeah. Um, and I think Paul does a good, does, does like a wonderful job trying to give you the balance of it. Um, you know, uh, there's some who say that, um, Sanctification is all what you do. Um, there's some who say sanctification is all the work of God in you. Uh, there's some who say it's a, it's a work together. Um, my thing is that it is the work. And, and, and you know, to, you know, let me know what your thoughts are, too. My thing is, it's the work of the believer that is not possible. Without being enabled by the Holy Spirit living in us,
0: right? That's 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 a good illustration there. I believe.
1: I don't think it's not something we can decide to do and 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 work out. It's not something that we can, um, necessarily, you know, just let go and let God, and everything will be fine. Right. I think it's something that as, as, as the Holy Spirit inspires us, as, uh, as as he leads us, as he shows us in his word, you know, we feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit and then we, we push things aside. We stop doing things. We start doing things. You know, I think that's, I think that's more of an accurate description of the sanctification process myself. Yeah. And, you know, as we go back to kind of the verses, it talks about not letting sin reign. Um, and I use some other verses to parallel with that. Um, you know, in Philippians when it talks about working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Let me uh, let me turn to Philippians. I want to kind of read that that verse there, so you can we can kind of get a little bit of a. Uh, if maybe, you're going
0: there, go to four thirteen.
1: it it comes right after that all right Uh, hey go watch our uh go listen to our podcast on out of context Philippians 4 13 uh there's your plug okay so I I put 12 and 13 together because they go together it says therefore my my beloved as you have always obeyed so now not only as in my presence but much more in my absence Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Okay, so uh first thing everybody isolates that one
0: phrase, right? Well, hey, read read that last part one more time.
1: Okay. Uh verse thirteen. Yeah. Philippians two thirteen says, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure
0: that kind of goes like how you were saying to me god working in us for us to work for his good pleasure you know
1: yeah for his good pleasure yeah you're right but now if we take that first verse what is the w- big one that uh big one everybody pulls out of context work out your own salvation
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and when somebody says that Stop. What are they, yeah <laughs> and, and if somebody pulls that out what are they saying? kind of do you you do you do your bro. own thing yeah you can pick your own sins whatever sin to you is fine yeah uh let's not let's not focus so much on what the bible says you work it out yourself um
0: if this feels good to you you do that
1: yeah or like a, a prominent guy was asked if uh if it was a sin to have an abortion in his church uh you know it's on the top it's on the wretched thing he says you know, that would be somebody we had to check your, you know, listen to your story. Where do you come from? God's the judge, you know, work out your own salvation. No, 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 no.
0: Well, you got one part right.
1: God is the judge. Yes. And he will judge murder. Um, but you know, my thing is we pick out that, uh, you pick out what your own sin is. That's not necessarily true. Now here, here's the, here's the context of that. Okay the pick your own sin thing is this. It says, if a man knows to do good and doesn't do it to him, it is sin. That's the context of that pick your own sin thing. But even that is a different context. Okay. Work out your own salvation. Doesn't mean that your salvation looks different than everybody else's salvation. So you do you. That's not what that even means. Because of the second, and because of the next set of words.
0: Fear and trembling. Fear of what? Fear of God. Fear of God. Why would we tremble? Because we fear God. Beca-
1: because he's a holy <laughs> God. Who, right. is, who, 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 who does not give place to sin he doesn't excuse it he 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 punishes sin so we work out our own salvation by saying i fear god i'm going to work to do all that i can to, to follow his statutes you know that's what psalm 119 is all about we've been reading that about how love his statutes love his commandments love his word you know those things are important but um then like you said it says that god works in you okay what the holy spirit Mm -hmm. he's established that as the way he's working in us um both to will and to work okay so to will means whatever his will is is going to come forth in our life so whatever we work we can't work without his will right so we need him to guide us through through the through the person and work of the holy spirit right
0: right can i just uh go lay down on the couch and tell you just let god <laughs> what <laughs> you can it ain't a no
1: good idea right you're never going to learn anything more about who he is you throw the bible in the corner and say ah. Uh, you're never going to learn more about about God, you're not going, you're not going to actually work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You're just going to be nothing. And and I do say this, I'm a firm believer that sanctification is hand in hand with justification. If there's no work of sanctification in your life, I question whether there is justification. I question whether you have repented and put your trust in Christ and had that heart of stone taken out and had a new heart placed in your, in your chest because sanctification walks hand in hand with justification. Yeah. And that's what the Puritans talked about. The almost Christian, you know, the, uh, the false convert, you know, they talked about those kind of people. Yeah. You know, uh, no matter what people think, you can't just pray a prayer to accept Jesus in your heart and that's it
0: that's where we got to stop right there uh jesse would be
1: having a cow now jesse would come unglued on us right now he'd stick (laughs) that little nub up like this. he said now hold on hold on just one (laughs) you know and and then we would say jesse that's only that's only 20 seconds that's not a full minute right (laughs) because you only got a third of a finger (laughs) (laughs) jesse Ain't unlike him. Because listen, listen to what this, you know, God's, God's will for us, we talked about it last week a little bit, right? Yeah. To present us blameless, right? Right. And then if you look at uh, verse 14 and 15 that come after that in, in Philippians 2, it says, um, doing all things without grumbling or disputing, boys from Christians need to read that just that verse that you (laughs) may be listen blameless and innocent children of god without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation listen to this among whom you shine as lights in the world okay sanctification is necessary for that right we're not going to shine without sanctification but Titus 2.14 says, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness, listen, to purify for himself a people for his own possession, who are zealous for good works. So it, it's clear. Sanctification and the work that we do, even though we can't do it without enabling the enabling of the Holy spirit to do those things. We have there, there is, there's work to be done. There's the killing of sin that must be done. There are good things there. There's study of the word that must be done. I think to, to truly understand your sanctification. Right. Now, Now here's the thing. Some would say that, um, sanctification Is the work of of God because of the Holy Spirit doing it. Now, this may come as a shock to you. I agree with them. I agree with them. It is the work of God because of the Holy Spirit, because we have no ability whatsoever to do it without him. Right. And, and, And 1 Thessalonians 4, 3, the first part, puts it very clearly. Listen. For this is the will of God. You ready? Your sanctification. Without God, impossible. Right. And, and honestly, if we look at it based on that, the way that is, that's almost a monergistic God work in us. And really, if, we, if we're honest, because we have no ability to do any of these things on our own, no desire, you know, a heart that doesn't seek after him, it's got to be God's work in us yeah otherwise the work is there is the work ever going to be done no it's not and what is and and we also got to think about this how do we finish that work of sanctification when we die we stand for christ and we're glorified and in that case he has sanctified us so then yeah right and that's it (laughs) that's when it's finished so I think, you know, I think that that is probably the most compelling thing I've learned as I've been reading through. Just the fact that, that that God is the worker of that sanctification. Even though I'm doing things, so it requires me to react and do, the work is his. He's the one who who finishes the work. He's the one who enables us to even... Do any of it because of the Holy (laughs) Spirit working in us. You know what I mean? Right. So I thought that was a good thing. Honestly, to to me, it's a relief, really, if you think about it like that. So Paul says, Let not sin reign in your mortal bodies. Is there any, uh, there's no if then in that. There's no if you want to. There's do your best. It says, let not sin reign in your mortal bodies. That's what it says. Now, uh, sin doesn't hold dominion over us anymore, right? If we're right. in Christ, it's not, the reign of sin is over for us. We are not going to fall into the wrath of God because that is what comes upon those who are in the reign of sin. But we do struggle with the old nature. So where does the, where does the battle take place? According to scripture, the mortal body, which is the flesh. Right. You know, those lustful passions, sinful desires, uh, the things that make us feel good. Where does it take place? In my body. Inside. Yep. And the Holy Spirit is really, through Paul, kind of command i mean it's a command you know that's that's a command statement let not sin reign in your mortal bodies period and then in in colossians it kind of goes along with that it says in colossians 3 5 through 9 put to death therefore what is earthly in you sexual immorality impurity passion evil desire and covetousness which is idolatry on account of these the wrath of god is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. These are commands. These are not, you know, options, you don't get the option for sanctification. It is a command to put sin to death, kill it. Right. You know, we're big, we're big John Owen fans, you know, be killing sin or to be killing you. Right. Right. And, and I think that overall, that is the key with one goal in mind, which is the purpose of God is to present us holy and blameless. Blameless. Right. So if we're looking at it, we're looking at the goal of sanctification in our daily lives is holiness. And we ain't talking about the holiness. <laughs> the holiness church. The holiness church, okay? Because <laughs> Lord have mercy, that's a mess. Um, you know, we're not gonna be singing, give me my King James Bible, give me my King James Bible, it's good enough for me. Okay? <laughs> We know that the ESV is just as inspired as the King James and it's probably closer to what the original Greek was anyway. But, you know, it's, it's about a holy life. Um, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit, you know, cause it talks about not presenting your, you know, talk, he says, don't present your members, which means don't offer yourself up to this stuff. Don't, don't make your body, you know, susceptible to these things, you know, cut things off, do what you got to do. Right. And, you know, to present yourself to God. Um, But I, I thought this statement really struck me, you know, as I was writing it in my notes and, and I thought too, you know, I'm not big on just coming up with cliches, but I think we need to take this phrase and make it a part of our, our lives as we look at at the sanctification process and living in holiness. Holiness and sanctification does not come from self-examination. It's not me looking at myself, trying to figure out what's good and what's bad. That's not what it comes from. It comes from looking to the one who saved us. Looking to Christ. What has he done for us? You know, we present ourselves to God in that way, that we are in Christ. I am born again. You know, we come to God that way. And and I think that there's an effect on our flesh when we do that because we begin
0: to have victory over the sin in the flesh when we do that. Yeah, I think uh, at least one of my problems was getting caught up in the examination process, judging myself too harshly. Mm Mm-hmm. And not real, not taking into account that Christ has saved me, stop arguing with
1: yourself kind of thing. Well, I mean, uh, the hardest thing for us to understand is that we still got the old nature. Yeah. You know, especially when we've been told by preachers that, no, the old nature's done away with, Christ did away with the old nature. No, he doesn't say that. He, he did away with the old You're self. You're perfect. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he did away with the old self. The old nature still is at work in us. If any man says he does not sin, he's a liar. That's, that's, that's what it is. That's the truth. Yeah. So then, you know, ultimately we want to present our members as instruments for righteousness and God wants to use us for good works in this, in this earth. And, and he wants to fulfill his purpose in us, which is the purpose of our sanctification is to do what glorify God. That's the purpose. That's what sanctification does in us. You know, uh, in 1 Peter uh, 14 through 16, uh, th- if you read this verse a certain way, it will destroy you, thinking you'll never measure up. But if you read this verse how it was intended with the other verses, we'll understand. Let's say 1 uh, Peter 1 14 through 16. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. There's a time in my life reading that would destroy me, because I didn't think I'd ever measure up to a holy God. I don't. Right. (laughs) But as a holy God, he desires a people who seek after holiness, the holiness that he defines because he is the holy God. And in seeking after that holiness in our lives, what do we do? We point straight to him. It points straight to him and it brings glory to him. So I think that that's something we all need to have got to understand. Now, Verse 14, it's a big verse that gets taken out of context. It was taken out of context by us in the hyper-grace movement when we were in the hyper-grace movement. Um, verse 14, uh, for sin will have no dominion over you because you're not under law but under grace. Um, Martin Lloyd-Jones, in his commentary, he he described... The idea that we could continue in sin, that grace may abound, as monstrous—not just bad, <laughs> not just poor, not just a bad idea—monstrous. And that's why fourteen answers the question of how can we who die to sin still live in it. Um, it's monstrous to think that we could be delivered by the cross of Christ and then should present our members to sin constantly. That's monstrous to think that that that's how we should live our lives. Um, Why? Because for sin will have no dominion over you. Now, this isn't an if-then statement. It's not if you don't present your members to sin and present yourself, your members for righteousness, that if you let not sin have you know, reign in your, in, in, in your mortal bodies, then sin will have no, no, have no dominion over you. That's not what he's saying. That for, it says for sin will have no dominion over you. That's basically saying because sin doesn't have dominion over you. Don't do that because sin doesn't have dominion over you. You know, it's, it's settled right christ settled it on the on on the cross we're no longer in in the reign of sin we're in the reign of christ if we're in him the monstrous it's it's monstrous to think that christ's death doesn't have the power to free us from the reign of sin and that's why he died then we look at the next phrase for we are not under law but under grace and that's the one that was twisted yeah. and got us in trouble. They got us going down a path that leads to antinomianism. Really, if you look at it, I think me and you talked about it at one point, the path we were taking leads us to universalism. Oh that, yeah, That the grace is so powerful that God, the, Christ just saved everybody. I bet everybody's going to be in heaven. Well, that's not what God says in his word. That's not what Christ says as he's preaching and says that he will separate the lambs from the goats and that he will separate the wheat from the tares. That's, that's not scriptural. It's not consistent. So, um, what does under law mean is, is the question we need to ask ourselves when we read that under law doesn't mean that we throw away the Old Testament. You know, under law doesn't mean that, you know, that we're not under law doesn't mean that we take the whole Old Testament and we don't read it. And even if if you think back that we take the Gospels and don't read them either, we just read the epistles because we're not under law, we're under grace. What this under law means is that we don't use our
0: actions to justify us. So, because if
1: we did, our ability to follow those laws would would be what determines whether we're justified, and we won't stand. Right, and we know we can't we can't do the law. No, that's the point of the law. <laughs> right, to bring to bring man to the end of himself to understand that he needs a mediator. Yep. Um, to me. That's why the law should be a standard we use in our gospel presentation. You know, yep. Todd White uh, preached a really great gospel message. He may not have repented, but man, that message, he really got the gospel pretty good when he said, if, the, if they don't know they're lost, they don't need to know they need to be saved. That's the truth. It, it helps the law see their lostness when we look at the law. Um, right. Because without it, we'd still be under the dominion of sin. You know, we'd still be stuck. So Galatians 3.21, I think this is interesting. Galatians 3.21 said, is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Which is what we were taught, that the law is contrary to the promises of God. But what does it say next? Uh, Certainly not, it's not. (laughs) For if a law, listen, for if a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would de- indeed be by the law. So what it's saying is if right. God would have given a law that gave us life. That's how we would have, that's how we would have accomplished it. But that's not how he did it. Right. Christ is our righteousness. And then Hebrews 7, 19 goes a little further. It says for the law made nothing perfect, but on the other hand, a better hope was introduced
0: through which we draw near to God. That's Christ. Amen. We are under grace because
1: we are saved by grace through faith in Christ alone. That's why we're under grace. Grace is not the license to do what you want. I know we used to say, well, that's not what we're saying. We're saying that grace enables us to do the right things. No, we were saying that under grace, we can do what we want. We just lied to ourselves about it. We lied to ourselves. And, you know, and what was so crazy is that introducing ourselves in that way to people who could be potentially people who would come into our church or come into our friendships and stuff, it never resonated. Right. Except with people in that movement, which is why we didn't suddenly grow a mega church, <laughs> you know? So, because that, we can't continue to sin, can't continue living in it, because the power of Christ has freed us from the dominion of sin. But, unless we start relying on what we do to be what sanctifies us, let's get some stuff clear. And this is where we get Trinitarian on y'all, yo. We go straight up Trinity in this piece. We need to do these things. First, fear and trembling. A true reverence for the God who created the universe, a holy God who will not stand for sin. Secondly, is Christ-centeredness an understanding that Christ and him crucified is your only hope and strength. He's the only hope we got. Yeah. So we center ourselves on him in our sanctification. The Holy Spirit, a trust in the fact that you are not alone. The Holy Spirit is at work in you, conforming you to the image of the Son. That's Trinitarian. That's a work of of the Trinity in our sanctification. And they are the main workers. Now, what's our favorite verse? John 17, 17. What does it say? sanctify them
0: by, by the truth truth your word
1: is truth yep so what is necessary for sanctification the word the word of god the truth is that the truth is what sanctifies we only understand the truth by what the word of god says the truth is yep without the word no sanctification, and that's it, so to me, this proves that the lay on the couch, everything's cool, let go let God is not the method right it's a method of looking to our to the Godhead for sanctification, understanding that I have no ability to sanctify myself without the work of God in me. Yeah. And that's true sanctification. And, you know, as we kill sin, why, how do, how do we kill sin? We kill sin because the Holy Spirit tells us what sin is. The word of God points out what is sinful. So we kill sin based on that. That's not our work. That's his work and then we, we do those things. Yeah. Would we be able to do them without the, the, the work of, of, of God?
0: No. Absolutely not. Not possible. Certainly not. You went Bible
1: language on us. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't KJV though.
0: No, never. No, no.
1: (laughs) That was not, that was not KJV. So you better watch out. You should have said God forbid. Um, but, you know, I think, (laughs) I think to me, to me, this is one of the most peace giving messages I've preached in a long time, just for the the fact of, okay, now I understand what sanctification is. I can teach what sanctification is to, to our people and to any who would listen and and see that, you know what? God is at work in all of it. And
0: he who hears
1: let him hear here. Yep. And so, you know, I think that to me is, is the beauty of, of, of Romans. It's going to give us so much that we need to know about the doctrine of Christ and who he is. Right. And, and I think that's very, very valuable to us. Um, so any other thoughts that you had on that?
0: Yeah. Just make sure uh, everybody's reading out of the King James version on my uh, Oh my goodness! Yeah, we uh, we follow <laughs> we follow satire sites
1: on uh Twitter, and boy, it gets funny when it gets to King James in my King James Bible. That's good enough for me, but uh, <laughs> um, but you know we uh we've talked about something that may be coming up. Uh, just stayed up pretty late one night, just laying in bed thinking of a uh another episode format, uh, episode for us, uh, called A Reformed Life. Um, I just wanted to basically give my testimony, how I've gone through these things and how God has delivered me. Um, and also to just give some of those basic principles that have helped me come out of the word of faith, prosperity, hyper grace, uh, error that we were in. Um, and you know, And it's, you know, there may be times that we do it with you if if that's how it works out. But if not, we might have something very special planned for the people. (laughs) Something very special for the people. So, um, you know, it's just, it's it's small-town pilgrims just doing what we do, staying in the Word giving the word and, and, and praying that God touches folks through it. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't, I think that, uh, wouldn't have it any other way. Just give the word, man. That's all. That's all. That's that's what's going to change lives. So, but, uh, anything uh, else you needed to, to let every, everybody know out in, uh, STP land. No,
0: That's it.
1: Yeah, we'll just give you your King James Bible. We know that's good enough for you.
0: Good enough uh, for me.
1: All right. but uh, Well, folks, God bless you. Thanks for watching uh, and listening, uh, depending on what format you, you check us out. And uh, we pray that, uh, that, that God does a mighty work in your life and that your sanctification uh, is something that is, that is at work constantly in you and, and, and helping to conform you to the image of the Son. God bless y'all.
0: If you love what you hear, like, subscribe, and give us a rating.
1: Also, share this episode with your friends.
0: Keep up with all that Small Town Pilgrims is doing on social media. Like us on Facebook at Small Town Pilgrims. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Small Town Pilgrims. What a coincidence that they're the same no subscribe to our youtube channel if you have any questions or suggestions get your own podcast <laughs> or email us at smalltownpilgrims at gmail.com
1: and now the lord bless you and keep you
0: the lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you the lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace
1: amen